Good morning. Um, came across a, a couple of couple of sentences that caught got me to thinking, and um, uh, at first juxtaposition of concepts that struck me as odd, and then I w- had to wonder why. Gave it some thought, and um, led me to want to offer a couple of words today on on the matter. So. The concepts arise out of what I read was this. Human ambition is limitless and infinite. Then what is the true goal of this infinite desire of human beings? All right, so the opening line obviously discusses ambition and infinite desire. The next sentence reads, so what is the goal of this What is the true goal of this infinite desire of human beings? For woman, it is man. For man, it is woman. Man and woman can find true love only through each other. All right. Um, We we come across plenty of reflection on the notion of human ambition. We encounter it in ourselves. There's manifestations of it that are not particularly attractive. We often, um, we often use the word to describe people negatively. Uh, in fact, I believe it tends to carry a connotation of being negative if you describe a person as quote-unquote extremely ambitious. Uh, it's rarely, rarely uh, used as a term, of, a term to compliment or praise the person is usually meant to carry some sort of shadow of derision. He or she is extremely ambitious. Similarly, uh, the word desire, um, or uh, that too, uh, often falls in the on the side of the ledger in which um, we have a negative, somewhat of a negative uh, uh, feel when we discuss it or when it's discussed. If you imagine hearing it in a sermon preached and you talk and, and, and uh, preachers talking about desire or our, our desires, um, it's, often, it's often put on the, again, on the negative or critical or, or that side of the ledger which uh, um, causes concern. I don't want my quote-unquote, my desires to get out of control, or I don't want to be controlled by my desires. So here you have a couple of concepts, ambition, and, and what here in this, in this sentence I just read, and infinite desire that are, that ordinarily, or customarily, or frequently at least, um, introduced with a negative intention, or neg- uh, intending to communicate or ascribe negative qualities to people or uh, if it's about ourself then we're it's something of concern um, and then and then in the very in the same passage like all together all in a package uh, it goes on it, it it carries on deliberately to arrive at the at the sweetest most delightful most beautiful most constantly affirmed uh, when it's wholesome, of course, uh, that part of life which is the all-in-all, all, uh, 
I want to fall in love. I want to dance hand in hand uh, through the meadows with uh, the girl I love. Um, I want the, you know, the teenage girl hanging upside down on her bed, writing in her diary, and dreaming of this fellow she's seen or met. Um, true love. It's it's nothing but dreaming, nothing but desirable. Uh, as it matures, you know, as it gets beyond the uh, limerence or excitement of first encounter, you. You can see older couples or couples in the middle of their lives who have gone through a lot together and sacrificed a lot for one another, uh, compromised a lot to get to understand more deeply the person of their love, their husband or wife, uh, collaborated and, and sacrificed personal interests or preferences to uh, join hands in raising kids and having dreams for their kids. So... So true love is nothing but the sweetest, finest thing. Uh, generally speaking, whenever it's introduced, uh, I don't shy or shun away from it. Um, if I'm worrying, if I'm thinking about myself, it's just something I want to think about more and more, be more and more, be better and better at, fall in love more and more deeply. Um, with my wife of 30 years or 40 years to wake up every day that's fresh like the first day I ever saw her across the classroom. Or, you know, love is love is just straight out, not only uh, on the positive side of the ledger, it's the whole story, it's everything. It's, it's why, you know, why I do anything, why I buy a house, why I buy a car. Um, it's, it drives us all, and it's never frowned upon the ideals of true love, especially as they mature and they become, have a record of constancy, a record of investment, a record of genuine, uh, noble sacrifice f uh, for the one you love. So you have this, uh, and then it's introduced uh, in this particular passage I read this morning. It's introduced in the context of human ambition, which is traditionally suspect, and infinite desire, which one is often cautioned against or, or kind of a bit timid uh, not to let them get too strong, my desires. And yet here they are, uh, blended in together as participating in one and the same. And uh, so this, is, this was delightful f for me uh, and interesting to me and I thought it through in this way, which, which is why I'm on to share. Um, we, if, you look at, if you look at the realm or dimension or predominance or constant presence of ambition, and you look at the ever-constant presence of uh, our desires, they never go away, and they never diminish. They never get less. Uh, if we, if we uh, wanted to be the best in our class or wanted to get into the best university, uh, once that's done, that's not enough. We don't want to just be the best in our class and then not go to college. Or we don't want to get into the best university and then not get a good job. And we don't want to start out with a good job and then not get promoted. Or we don't want to start with a small company and just, and just stay uh, 
uh, without improving, without a better product, without more profit, without hiring more families, and so on. The, the nature of desire is that by its very quality in human beings, it is insatiable. It's deliberately insatiable. The reason why ambition and desire are infinitely insatiable is because they were meant to, in the original divine scheme or in God's greatest dream when creating us, they were meant to attach to our longing for goodness. It's very simple. So that if we're trying to be a good and decent person or a loving person, if we're trying to create a, uh, a summer camp for inner city kids, if we're trying to create a food program in which Saturday mornings teens all gather around, have the time of their life behind the grocery store, packing up bags and cycling them around to the elders in the neighborhood. If, you're try if anything that attaches itself to good, it's perfectly, it's perfectly normal that we want it to be better. Can we get the elders slightly better food? Can, uh, can we find those who we have not yet heard about? Can we help more? And so forth. So the problem with ambition and desire is, is that A, it often attaches to the wrong things, but it isn't so much the wrong things that it, it attaches to, that, that more importantly, that it attaches, it, it is contaminated with self-interest. The fact that our desires and our ambitions are contaminated or even dominated by self-interest, here's the problem with those things. Thus, we want to diminish them in ourselves, and we, and we often speak critically of others when we describe a person overcome by their desires, or we describe a person as ambitious. It seems to apply, imply that they are willing to sacrifice others for their own personal gain. And yet, in the purest case, ambition and desires, are, they, they are insatiable. We, we're never satisfied at the level we are. We always hope we can do better, perhaps feel we can do better, and want to, to do better. So the key is not to suppress or diminish or undermine our our, that we are ambitious and and the, and the burning uh, quality of our desires. The, the key is that they attach themselves to the right things and that they are not contaminated by self-interest. So, if, if in fact human ambition is limitless and infinite, so, so she's not just ambitious or he just to step up the corporate ladder or something, She's infinitely ambitious. There'll be, there'll be no end, or he, there'll be no end in climbing the corporate ladder. There will be no end. And then when you're finally the top of, the, of that company, then you want to buy the next person's company. And when you want to have the, and you have those three companies, then you want to be the president of this state or the president of that country or buy the entire supply chain of this or that item. It's the, 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 the there, there's no satiation for, 
You can't just say, oh, he's kind of climbing up the corporate ladder and then he'll be head of a division and be satisfied with that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is, in fact, limitless and infinite. And this infinite desire of human beings is, as I said just now, the problem is that it attaches to the wrong things, but far more importantly, it is contaminated by self-interest. Then, then when you think of a, 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 a juggernaut, an unstoppable machine that is driven to higher and higher and higher places, then you're looking at the capacity to do more and more and more human harm for anything that stops in my way. Whereas, if you are, if your limitless ambition and limitless desires attach themselves to the right thing, A, and is uncontam- uncontaminated by self-interest, B, then, then I'm happy to have a person with endless ambition and endless desires around me because, you know, tomorrow they'll be better than they were today. Tomorrow they'll be more loving than they were today. Tomorrow they'll make their company finer than it was today. Tomorrow they'll invent something new. They'll discover something new. They'll write something new. And, and so, then, so then what, and here's the beauty of it, and I'm, I'll finish here. What is the only possible thing, what is the only possible thing that can house ambition and desire at that boundless unstoppable force and the writer says for woman it's man (laughs) this is you know just like the comic books just like the sitcoms just like the movies just like Disney for woman it is man for man it is woman that is the place where infinite desire can play out if you desire uh, more more wealth boats and yachts and it it can't it can't stay new how many yachts really how many yachts can how how much bigger boats can i eventually do the, if if ambition or desire attaches to these finite matters they either destroy us or they they really cease to satisfy us um uh if you attach, if you attach, if you attach your uh, to to uh, intelligence, eventually, or intellectual pursuits, how how much can you possibly know eventually? When what when is enough being the smartest guy in the room? If if you know every last thing that happened between A.D. three twenty three and uh, uh, a B, you know. Uh, BCE, you know, 323, up through the Roman Empire, up through the Abyssinian conquest. It's, when is enough? How much data is enough? How much intellectual reflection is enough? Attaching my infinite ambitions and infinite desires to the wrong thing, they, they always expire, they always exhaust, they're always, they always become a glut, or they become self-destructive, or, or they, they, they kill you. That's the other option. If you're atta- if you want more speed, uh, like some people are t- are addicted to f- speed, fastness, driving fast, or or um, that eventually there's limits. There's limits to 
if if this infinite desire attaches to the wrong thing. And then worse than self-destruction, of course, is when it's contaminated by self-interest. But if, if this unstoppable uh, roar of incessant ambition and desire, if it just attaches to a woman or a man, then, then, it, then it produces unending love, ever-deepening love. And ask any old couple who's been around 10, 20, 30, 40 years, the, you, you are at, a, you are at a, a newness, an advent of discovery every single moment, every single day. There's, there's nothing growing old about it. There's nothing growing into how many yachts can I own? How much is enough? There's, there's no how much is enough. The woman in front of me is, is infinitely, A, to be discovered, B, to, to love, C, to discover how she loves. It's, it's unending. It's fresh. It's new. It doesn't exhaust itself. So here's, you know, here's one of my teachers writing, first of all, introducing limitless ambition and infinite desire as a positive, and then finally introducing kind of fascinating or liltingly the simple, simple truth that these were meant, of, they were, they're put there as infinite and all-consuming so, so that they attach selflessly to the one and only one thing. Well, I want to fall in love. I want to be in love. I want to be head over heels in love. And there's no, there's no end, end, end to give love. There's, there's no end to that that people start to think uh, negatively of you. There's no amount of love you can give that is now old or exhausted or tired. And someone will say, oh, he's ambitious or she's ambitious. Be ambitious to love the one you love and discover the one you love and receive from the one you love. Okay, that's uh, uh, my thoughts and thanks for listening. And... Uh, I'll call it there. Thank you.